All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Remshack. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. It's a leap year. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome into Oilers Nation every day. That was the worst lead we've ever done. Welcome. Uh, we are oh, media. It, we're, hey, find me another internet show that would leap in front of the camera like that. No one. They have better ideas. They, they, yeah, they just <laughs> flat out have better ideas. Uh, welcome into Oilers Nation every day, live from the Sports Closet Studio. Look how HD we look today. Internet popping down in the River Valley. Probably because nobody's here because everyone's dying. Yeah, everyone <laughs> in our staff is sick to some extent. So the only one here is With Brett. The lone survivors. Yep. Or are we the ones who were sick last week? I was week? not sick. You were sick. No comment. Aaron's not here. I need to get legal counsel. There's been a lot of people. All right. It all started with one man. Welcome into the show. Actually, I don't think it did. I think it goes back further than me, to be fair. <laughs> we were all, of this. We did all go to Arizona together. Mm, I don't think that was true. Anyways, uh, welcome into the show. A victory edition of Oilers Nation every day coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. We got a lot lined up today. Full game breakdown. A wild little bit of news on a Wednesday night. Liam, some were calling it Wacky Wednesday. By some, I mean me. <laughs> yep. Wacky Wednesday was wacky indeed, but not for the Oilers case. That was probably, I probably could have predicted how that game was going to go. That was <laughs> it terrible was, stop. Aggressively ooh, got better. Yeah, that was good a good kneecap. That's a crack. big knee crack. My yeah. knees don't crack like that. 
Well, Anyways. that's what happens if you play soccer your entire life. Your mm. knees give out from underneath. Yep. Yeah. Only cut 27. Them off right away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, full game recap. Colby Cohn from Morning Cup of Hockey is going to swing by a little bit later on. We'll get his take on a handful of things, break down the deal we saw in the Western Conference last night as well. All of that good stuff. But first, let's dig into the victory. I, I just want to say, because I almost forgot. Remind me later in the show, I have an announcement. Yes. Everyone remind Liam before the end of the at show about, that he has an announcement. At about 12.45, announce, right? say, Liam, say your announcement. Someone's going to remember to do it right at 12.45. I, yeah, I hope so. I and won't. that person will not win a prize. Well, just my announcement. That'll be a prize. All right. Uh, sure <laughs> enough. Uh, all right. Last night, the Oilers come out of the gates like shit. <laughs> Like they all, that's the only thing they know how to do is start games generally terribly. And they were down two nothing. What before the 10 minute mark of that hockey yeah. game, it was Robert Thomas on the power play, a bit of a chintzy call on Leon Drysaddle. I thought I didn't think he made any contact with him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I thought it was actually a really bad call by the officials. So early in the game to do that. At first I thought when it did it, cause it showed the angle on the TV. I thought he kind of hit him in the back of the head and I thought, it's oh, kind of weak, but like, Sure, like you can't get your stick up that high. But then he showed the replay, and it didn't look like he caught him at all. Also, Nick Letty was wearing a cage mm-hmm. and like tilted his head back. What a soft little... <laughs> Just I don't know. Kind of stupid. But yeah, sorry. The penalty kill, not great on this. Robert Thomas, a lot yeah. of time. Give and, that guy a lot of time. And then Pavel Buchnevich, you give that guy an inch, he takes a mile. He hammers home a one-timer. It's 2 nothing Oiler or 2 nothing Blues. I mean, before the Oilers had two shots on net, I think. Like, it was just not a good start at all from the Edmonton Oilers. So, an ugly one there. But I will start by giving credit to Stuart Skinner, who bounced back really nice. And that was kind of the Stuart Skinner we saw back during the playoff run, where, like, he got beat early on and then just kind of dials himself right back in and then pitches north of 50 minutes, if you include OT, north of 50 minutes of shutout hockey for the Edmonton Oilers. Made some massive saves in that game as well. Yeah, he, had, he played a huge role. That two-on-one blocker save in the third? Massive, woo. massive. And you know what, too? Like, I'll never forget that quote he said earlier in the season when the others played uh, Vancouver. I think it was the third time they played them. And they got let up again. And Stuart Skinner said, he's like, I have to be better than one player on the ice, and it needs to be the other goalie. And... So Jordan Bennington's credit, I don't think Skinner was better than him last night. Bennington was really good. They were both good. But Skinner was right there with him. Yeah. And they both played really well. And I think, yeah, credit to Stuart Skinner. But also on that second goal, correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, if you don't mind pulling that up again. Mm. Cody Cece probably should have just stayed where he was. Oh, did Cody Cece make a bad read? Like, watch Cece here. He goes down to, like, follow his man. But Nurse is already there. So now you're literally just marking two guys. If Cece had just held back yeah. the only option i don't even know what forward that is was for that guy to pass it to the guy behind him yeah so if anything just go to the other guy and then uh, yeah. mcdavid's in a bad spot there so just the breakdown from cc just really breaks everything down uh yeah that, that deep right? pairing had another absolute brain fart and it's been happening far too often as of late and it's a reason why the oilers should be going out and getting an upgrade on them like you know a guy like chris tanev <laughs> da, 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 da. Talk about that in a bit. Chris Tana, also, uh, before we keep going with the game recap, I want to get to this message in the chat. How did I lose it? There we go. Uh, watching from Italy right now. Can't wait to be back on the right time zone. Luke Fuentebella. <laughs> Are you? Is Come on. I've give me your seen, best. To you. No, no, no. Fuentebella. No, no. Not for me. Not for me. I, Come I, on. Italian is like the one accent you can actually make fun of. Still. I actually refuse to do anything Italian. 
since they eliminated England from the Euros and they lost in a penalty shootout. So I've actually just eliminated that country from my uh, maps. You won't recognize the flag in the flag game? Well, no, of course I'm not. I, other breaking news, when we're on the way back from Phoenix, I completed the flag game. I'm Filipino. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. Yeah. There you go. Winterbella. <laughs> Mamma mia. Uh, Where in Italy, though? I'm curious. Not yeah. I would know. I'd have a man. Yeah, I've, I know <laughs> nothing about Europe. Unless you say Milan or Rome, I'm screwed. Uh, all right. Well, it was Zach of the Hyman getting the Oilers back <laughs> in the game. Oh, Back good. in the game with a power play marker. If you had Zach Hyman to score a power play point, boy, that's exciting. Shout out to Royale Paper Tiger Towels as well as the <laughs> ad there. Um, but Zach Hyman just doing what he does best. Going to the net, bopping home a goal. Boop. Bit boop bop. Yep. It was a, <laughs> I mean, look, it's vintage Zach Hyman at this yeah. point, right? 39th goal of the season. It makes me laugh how quickly the Oilers can make things happen on the power play. One, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight back in the net. Eight seconds. Eight seconds ish. I, but sometimes you watch them, it's like they can't even string a pass together. Like it's yeah. it's so hit on misses. And we've seen them do that a couple of times then recently too. Mm-hmm. But Zachary Mine Hyman, 39th goal of the year. And what happens next, Tyler? The 40th. The big 4 0 for Zach Hyman. And let's just start at the beginning of this play. Play don't happen without Evan Bouchard being an absolute stud. I mean, he knocks down that puck, makes a little, little swivel, and then fires a zinger up to Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman. They go in on like a two-on-one, basically a two-on-O. Oh, and I mean, if you're Bennington, Connor McDavid revealed his game plan to you. He's not shooting yeah. the puck. You could have just stayed on the other side of the net, but McDavid seems it over to Hyman. And just like that, it's two, two and Hyman's got 40 goals and the Oilers signed him for only $5.5 million because the Toronto Maple Leafs didn't want to pony up the money. And this is going down as one of the best free agent signings in NHL history. Point blank period. A hundred percent. Like there's obviously some great ones in there, but there's no reason not to think Zach Hyman isn't climbing up that leaderboard. He got 30, how many last season? 35? 32 last season. Mm-hmm. 40 this year. Man, that guy is unbelievable. Like he, the role he plays for Edmonton is something that they've just needed for so long. Since Patrick Maroon basically had his one but season But he is faster, more skilled oh, Pat Maroon. Way better. Yep. Way better than Patrick Maroon. It's just... One inc- <laughs> there you go. One incredible piece of business. An- another yeah. really good one is uh, another really good one is a Leafs fan tweeted Zach Hyman by year three of this contract, and it was just a close up picture of Nathan Horton in a Columbus Blue Jackets jersey. <laughs> and I think it's pretty funny that in year three he just popped home his fortieth of the year. I absolutely love Zach Hyman, man. Can you imagine what this team, what this forward group would look like without him? Um, no, I honestly couldn't. It would look like the Oilers would be forced to play Raphael Lavoie with him every night. They'd be, be still It'd signing be, players like Ty Ratty. Yeah, we, we'd be still in our Ty Ratty era. Yeah. And now, shows of can you think if you can find a second version of him to put next to Leon Dreisaitl? I found one. Just don't have him yet. I saw him last night. Pavel Buchnevich. Um, 27 goals in his first season with the Oilers for Hyman, 36 last year, and now 40 this season. Incredible, incredible. But that with 
14 playoff goals as well in two years. So the Oilers paid him five and a half million over seven years. So that's 5.5 times seven is $38.5 million. He's going to, He's probably already earned that much. Oh, definitely. And I think another layer of this too is he will obviously get worse at some point down this yep. contract. Things will not be pretty. In 2027, when he is 30, I mean, he's only going to be 35, 36 at that time. Yeah, who's like, to say he can't age? I know he's not as elite of a player, but who's to say he can't age like a Joe Pavelski? Well, he works his bag yeah, off. That's what I mean. He goes to the net. His goals are. Sometimes, but not always, like they're rarely ever a result of like, oh, his hands and his decision making and his quickness. It's his knack for the net. Yeah. And that ages well. Yeah. Like his style of play is never going to leave the NHL. The game isn't going to get too quick for him, you know? Like, not to a disrespectful comment. He basically just stands in the net and waits for someone to pass to him. And he's got good hands and, and good hands in touch. He's really good at it. Yeah. Ryan Smith made a career out of it. Why can't Hyman? Well, he is. He's doing it right now. Yeah. You know, so it's 2-2. Oilers seem to be in a decent spot. We get to the third period. The Oilers get a power play and you're thinking, all right, put go. this thing away, Edmonton Oilers. Do what you do best. Get us and deliver another power play goal. Dun, 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 dun. That brings us to our Douglas Incredible. Mattress moment of the game. It's brought to you by Douglas Mattresses. You can order yours today. Douglas.ca slash Oilers Nation. High quality, handcrafted, Edmonton business. Find a reason to not buy a Douglas mattress. I slept like a baby last night. I always do with my Douglas mattress. And every mattress order comes with a free comfort sleep bundle, two memory foam pillows with pillow protectors for you and that special someone. Or maybe you're a two pillow kind of person. One luxurious cotton sheet, one mattress protector free with any mattress order. Head to douglas.ca slash Oilers Nation today and support a locally owned and operated Edmonton company. Do you ever see those videos where they tell you how to sleep? Like how you should sleep with your eyes closed. Mm, I don't, I don't, eyes are all back. Uh, no, but like in the position that you should sleep, mm, Mr. Positions here, he's quite alarming, actually. Uh, like I'm a belly sleeper, I don't know about you. You can sleep right on my stomach. What are your hands doing? Just out like that? I don't know. I don't see them. I'm sleeping. I know, but like when you fall asleep, where are your one hands? Under the pillow, and one kind of hangs off the bed. Either way, okay. Apparently, it's not good for your spine. So I'm curious to see what happens, but also. How are we at this point in the human race where we just haven't mastered this? Like everyone's been sleeping for millions of years. I mix it and up we every just don't day. Know. You mix it up, you psycho. That is crazy. <laughs> well, how am I a psycho? You cannot. <laughs> What's your moment of the game? <laughs> you don't want to just oh. really. Can we take two minutes? No, let's save that for Colby. Colby will appreciate like, that. That'll be my first question. Yeah, How do you okay. sleep? Let's do that. Colby, your favorite position. Uh, um, the <laughs> moment of the game, Aaron, do we have the clip or do we not? I don't know if we do. This shows up. Oh, yeah, we do. I see Nuge back check. The moment of the game is the Ryan Nugent Hopkins back check. Probably should have told Colby or Aaron what it was. Robert <laughs> Thomas is in the clear. Robert Thomas is probably the most lethal player on that Blues team. And Nuge, like a thief in the night, out of nowhere, Liam. It was crazy. I thought it was McDavid. Like just the way he was yeah. able to get back and do everything so quickly, but incredible, incredible play by Nuge. And it showed the reverse angle going to a commercial break. You won't see it here, but Stuart Skinner is like banging his stick on the ass. Like, Holy shit. <laughs> like what a play. And then like the entire bench is up. The crowd was up. Like crowd went bananas. Oh, it was like they scored a goal, but the momentum was all on Edmonton's side. And this play is 
It was incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Say PM. AB, could we run it back from the start now with audio? I want to hear the crowd go nuts. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's so cool. Like just a, this is a play to me. They went nuts. That might go on Nugent Hopkins, like highlight reel when he retires, when they do like the montage. They, yeah. Like, I don't think he'll be a hall of famer, but this guy deserves to be in like, like Edmonton hall of fame. Right. I dude, if they, I know eventually you got to like make exceptions. If we're getting on a tangent now, if they win a Stanley cup with him on the roster, his number gets retired. And if he plays his entire career, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think it's out of the question by any means, but I think that could be a moment that they like show on that. Just because right? like, it's always such a goals, huge like, play. It was so great. Um, may I give an honorable mention to a Douglas Mattress moment of the game? Yes. I see him in the chat. Mm. At the end of the game, when Connor McDavid scored his overtime winner, it was, and we don't have this clip, unfortunately, because I didn't prep for the show. When McMullet and Dukes were hugging and jumping oh, around the best. at the end of the game, I thought that was awesome. Like such a such a great moment. And for McMullet to invite Dukes to go down and sit with him as well and give Dukes that experience is just like yeah. shows what a guy he is too. So shout out to to those two for that really cool, like what do they call it? Like uh, oh. um come on, what's the word? I, I zoned out. I didn't mm, hear what you said. Mamma mia. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember the word. Uh, whatever. Like, uh, what, like a real like in the moment moment. Aaron, run the OT winner because that's what they were hoping. Oh, yeah, after. we would see it. Yeah. So we we do have it. <laughs> uh, we lied to everybody. <laughs> but Connor McDavid walks in, says, "Who can I pass to? Who can I pass to? Who can I pass to? Who can I pass to?" Oh, ball game. Flips it in over Bennington. Hardest celebration love of the it. year. I love that, that. Bangs. That goes oh, so there hard. Yeah, there's Dukes and McMullen. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's so good. It's just like a genuine moment of just like, like two guys who have met like twice. It's unreal. Right? It was just so cool. cool. Just cool. And Connor McDavid to just go in and uh, and do this thing. Oh, what a moment. And then that bang. Facial expression doesn't change. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Snap off the helmet. Let's get out of here. We got two points. And shout out to our boy Jack from England. Yeah. It was his last game in Edmonton and they delivered a dub. Yeah. The... It was a roller coaster for all these fans that have come through. Yeah. And probably so much excitement building up to it. And then to see them like lay an egg a couple of times. You got that great game against Boston, which they didn't come out as a win, but then you got the LA candid moment. That's what I was looking for. Mm. You got the LA Kings moment uh, game. And then to end it with a Connor McDavid like, overtime. The best. When I like uh, safe travels home. We've uh, Rush Jericho has just came into mm-hmm. the country yesterday. So and he, he, has a good, he posted a, a picture weeks. of his closet in his hotel room. He's got like 19 jerseys. No, he's staying with somebody. Oh. But he's here for six weeks. That's a long time. That is a long time. Snow's oh. going to be gone by the time he leaves. <laughs> yeah. We hope. Enjoy, enjoy your stay. Uh, Connor McDavid has been a, he's been a cheeky little bugger when it comes to talking about his run of assist Liam and becoming Mick Apple, as they call him. Mm-hmm. And here's what he had to say after the game in the locker room. I had to score, eh? <laughs> there's no one. There's no one to pass to. He was. I, was, I thought Heim. I thought Himes would be on the backside, but uh, quit on the play. I guess so. I thought Himes would be on the backside, but he quit on the play. I guess. <laughs> like hilarious. Connor McDavid, the comedian, and the man who scores the overtime winner to give the Oilers their second straight victory. A uh, again, yeah. first ten minutes stunk. Not good. 
Rest of that hockey game, they played pretty good. Yeah, they did. They were really good. They were the better team. Yep. St. Louis's chances mostly came within transitions or like two on ones, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, like Skinner made that big save. And I believe it was Jordan Cairo. They came up, they showed what they were capable of last night. And hopefully now we can see a bit more consistently. They played well against they played well enough, I should say, against LA to win that game. Progressively got better. Mm-hmm. The stars just need to be better. Like I don't know if this is like part of the game plan. And not to go down to nothing by any means, but to just have like kind of work your way into the game. So uh, maybe turn up a little bit, put the other team on the back foot to start the game. And uh, who do they play next? Seattle on Saturday, right? Correct. Two o'clock. Big game. Big Brunch game. for Ben. Brunch for Ben. Get your tickets. Nationgear.ca. We're heading back to Greta and doing it all for a good cause. An all ages event. Kids 12 and under get in free arcade games. They'll be fired up. The food, it'll be delicious. If you're sneaking in a little Bevragino, Bevragino, why not? Italian. Pre and post game show live from Greta as well. It's going to be a really, really fun event. Tons of cool giveaways. Head to nationgear.ca. Today, that was our moment of the game brought to you by Douglas Mattress and our boy. Uh, where, oh, where was it? Come on. It was Sober Cove who dropped in. Uh, oh, did it? Did I, I didn't see it? Oh, I there, it is. Oh, there it is. oh, yeah, I did see that. Uh, he chimes in and says, Oh my God. Now our stream yard's reason. My ex-wife took my bed, but I kept the big screen to keep watching the Oilers games. LMAO sounds like you need a Douglas mattress and you need to head to Douglas.ca slash Oilers nation today. Today. There you go. Uh, we're about 10 minutes away from our pal Colby Cohen, Liam, but I want to talk a little bit. Usually in our service credit union segment, it's a mock trade mm-hmm. today. We're talking about a real trade. And it's real, just like your chance to win $1 million with the Service Big Share Contest. Back for a sixth year, anyone can enter by becoming a member and saving with service. Every $500 saved gives you five entries into the Service Big Share Contest. Transfer your existing savings to service for chances to win that cool $1 million grand prize. Contest ends April 30th, 2024. Skill test required. For rules, visit service.ca slash win. It's a real trade for us to break down. Liam, like Pinocchio, I'm a real boy. Yep. Yep. Uh, Chris Tanev is going to Texas. He's going to be a member of the Dallas Stars. Here is the deal. Artem Grushnikov and a second round pick are the firm assets going to the Flames. A conditional third rounder in 2026. If the Dallas Stars make the Stanley Cup final, the Stars, they pick up Tanev and a prospect from the Devils. The Devils slide in, take 25% of that cap hit and get a fourth round pick for their troubles. So there's a new wrinkle in the CBA where you can't trade basically cap space for future considerations or whatever. So that's why Jersey had to flip an asset to uh, the Dallas stars as a part of the deal. Um, but what do you make of this? I, I think flames fans who are underwhelmed, I understand it. Cause on one hand, like who was the number one right shot defenseman on the market this year, Mr. Tanev. And you don't get a first round pick for the number one right shot defenseman on the market. Like right shot D is always in demand is always one of the hottest markets around the NHL trade deadline. And you didn't get a first for it or a second that could turn into a first or some sort of language there. Like, I'll be honest. I love this deal for the Dallas stars. Oh yeah. I mean, what's not to like for Dallas and people in the chat and people on Twitter last night were, were upset that this trade didn't happen for the Oilers from everything that we've heard. The Oilers wanted Chris Tanev. They wanted to make this deal. They were in the mix, but if they wanted this deal, they would have had to pay even more. And I know this isn't a lot, from everything mm-hmm. in it. But like, again, like we spoke about it, like I think Calgary would rather help Dallas and help the Edmonton Oilers. You know what I mean? I think so. and 
Frank has confirmed, well, not confirmed, but spoke to us about like, then it isn't necessarily a tax, but there's an option. Yeah. If they don't want it to be. But yeah, like, I can understand why Flames fans would be upset about not getting a first round pick, but I also get it too why teams wouldn't want to spend a first round pick on him. He's had injuries in the past. He's now 34. He plays that style that's like on the line of yeah. like, I could take a Boy, he literally took a buck to the face this year. You know, he's missing teeth, for Christ's sake. And you look at the list of players that uh, have been acquired for first-round picks over the last couple of years. Not many of... I don't think Tanev really lines up next to any of them. And the, the argument would be uh, Gavrikov. Yeah. But also in that Gavrikov deal was Jonas Kolpisalo. So it's like a bigger deal than just... It wasn't just Gavrikov for a first. Right? There's a few layers in there. So I don't know. I, I get it. I think this is now difficult for... Edmonton because like who do you look at now yeah we'll we'll get to that in a second um obviously some wrinkles with Edmonton I think like they had the second round pick to do this they had the fourth round pick in 2025 they could have used to get the money down I still think they only add a d-man of that quality and I would include Carrier in that conversation as well but you're only going that route if you're moving on from CC. Yeah. And as tempting as it would have been to obviously do this deal, get Tan have retained down to what would it be now? 1.25. Uh, let me find out. Four five to so. 2.25. So one, one point something, something Math. that would have been very tempting, but I think you would have wanted to find a new home for CC in the process. And maybe that was a sticking point. Maybe that's harder than we think it is to go find a team that's willing to take the rest of this year and next year of Cody CC and still give you something for it. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily out there. So that might have been part of the problem for Edmonton is like, damn, we like the guy, but we need to move one of our D-men before we bring in a legit top four guy. They need to add depth. They need to add a seven or eight to the mix here. And they can do that without sacrificing from the lineup. But I think to go out and get Tanev, it needs to go hand in hand with a moving of CC. And, and maybe that was just tougher for Edmonton to do. Maybe Dallas sat there and was like, no, if we're, we're we like this Dallas deal, Maybe they really like the prospect and didn't like any of Edmonton's prospects. Like that is always a factor in this kind of stuff as well. So that's, I'm disappointed because that's oh, a yeah. price I would have loved to see the Oilers pay, but I'm not going to sit here and hammer Ken Holland for it no. just because I think there's enough factors there that could have led to this just not quite working out. Like Ken Holland probably saw that deal and was like, I would have paid that. Always like we were going to pay that. Right. Like, but again, like, Maybe Calgary just didn't want to trade with Edmonton. Like this has to go both ways here. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're right about CC. Like he's never been on Frank's trade list. There hasn't been a lot of speculation of like the Oilers want to move on from him, right? Yeah. It's been Kulak. Kulak's the one that they're maybe looking to move on from because he's good and has value. Yeah. And I think that's something the Oilers are probably fighting with. It's like, well, we don't want to move on from Kulak because he makes our team better. Yeah. I think eventually if if it comes to it and something comes up for Edmonton to get a right shot defenseman, then I think they'll just move on from CC in a similar deal to Puyavi, but maybe have a little bit more value than whatever that guy was they got. Maybe they just... Patrick Pistula? Yeah, I never forget. Uh, I've already got the jersey. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe it's just like a third or fourth round pick for CC, you know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That would, um, but that would be valuable too. Like oh, we're seeing sure. the value of that this time of year, right? Like if you could... I mean, think about the way to multiply the asset. If you get someone to give you a fourth for Cody CC, and maybe it's even a team like the Devils who need D-men and have all this LTIR space they're trying to use. Is Dougie Hamilton not going to be back? Not going to be back. Until the playoffs. Yeah. Potentially. Get that. Potentially, yeah. Um, 
So let's say you can go to New Jersey and they're like, you know what? We need depth on D. We don't hate CC in a bottom pair role. We'll give you a fourth rounder for him. You take that fourth rounder and then you use that fourth rounder for, let's say you're going to acquire an Adam Henrique. Boom. That's the pick you need to get someone else to keep a chunk of Henrique, right? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, That's the dream play. Who knows if it's rooted in any sort of reality? Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday... I don't know. I don't really have a lot more to add to it. It was disappointing. I think the market is now slim, which we'll talk about after we chat with Colby. Maybe we'll talk um, about it with Colby. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll have to. The market's slim. I think something that I'm kind of agreeing with of a lot of people now is as good as Cody CC was a couple of years ago, I think he's progressively got worse. And I think that's fair yep, to say. That's fair. So at what point do the Oilers need to be like, okay, even if a move is actually just lateral for a Kerry Walker, whoever it may be, we know what CC is going to do for us. Do you take the risk of finding out what's behind the hidden door? The old devil you know, Liam, versus know, the devil you don't. But is the devil that good? I you would say I mean? he's objectively bad. I would also agree after watching that second goal last night. Oh, so I thought we were talking about the existence of the devil. Well, yes, he's not great. But could Cody CC be a New Jersey devil? What an interesting way to wrap this all up. <laughs> Something to consider, We suck folks. today. We are... What do you mean? I think we've had a fantastic show. We have three, 401 people watching and 10 likes. Can you guys hit the like button? That's <laughs> embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Okay, let's get to the Star Mechanical guest line. Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. It's been that way for two decades. You better believe it. StarMechanical.ca if you want to find out more information on their services and their 24-7 emergency services. It's Edmonton. It gets cold, then it gets hot, then it's cold again. That can put stress on your home. Star Mechanical is here to help you out when you need it most. StarMechanical.ca. Colby Cohn from Morning Cup of Hockey, the former NHLer. Colby, do you fall asleep in the same position every night or do you mix it up? <laughs> what? I thought discussed. we were going to talk about Cody CC. <laughs> well, we couldn't ask Cody CC, so we have to ask you. <laughs> um, do I fall asleep in the same position every night? Yes, for the most part, I would say I do. Um, the thing is, is I have a 70 pound golden retriever that I think the show is very well familiar with. Yeah. I also have a 12 pound. I have no idea what he is. Um, and it's kind of a war in our bed every night for space. You know, who's, who's going to, my wife takes up a, a bunch of space. She's long. So it's, it's sometimes you just take the space that you got and you get as comfortable as you can. You have, you let both dogs sleep in the bed with you. Well, I mean, is there any other way? That's true. Uh, you got to draw the line somewhere. No. That's why you don't have a dog? Yeah, it's hard to resist when they jump on the bed. It's so nice to... It's so cute. I, my dogs are a part of our family. They they have free reign. So, um... All right. they, eat, they eat better. They eat better than most human beings. Like, it's just, it's just how I am with dogs. Which brings up the point, what happened to Flex the Oilers dog and why did they just randomly stop showing us content around <laughs> that dog? No, we can shelve that for another day. Uh, Colby, let's talk about the actual Edmonton Oilers. What do you think of the game last night? Uh, this is a team that, I mean, they've been so hot and cold for the month of February, but they were so damn good in January. Like we text a lot during the games, but what are what's what are what's the difference between the Oilers we're seeing now versus the Oilers we saw in January? Damn it. 
I mean, I freaking I sound like a broken record, but I think it's puck management. I really do. I just think it's it's taking care of the puck and and you know making smart plays in in between the blue lines. It, it's it, to me, it's what it all comes down to. And you know, I'm a little more dialed in on that right now. This week, I was doing um, I was doing film with with the the Titans. You know, the New Jersey local teams around here, you know, not super local for where I am, but whatever you get the point. And we're working on, you know, getting the puck in behind the defenseman, not turning the puck over in the neutral zone. So I started looking and I, I asked the players, they're U 18s, they're junior aged. And then they're U 16 aged. I'm like, who do you guys like to watch? Like who are the players in the teams? And like, you know, I got a lot of players from Tampa. They like Kucherov. They like point. They like seeing him a couple guys. Yeah. I like Pasternak. I like Marshawn. And then one kid's like, all right, I, I like Edmonton. I like dry. I mean, I like McDavid and I'm like, yeah, you and everybody else. Right. So, so what I do is I try to find, I try to find, I promise there's a point to where, what I'm talking about, by the way. All right. Um, I try to find video. I go on Instat. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that program Instat. Mm -hmm. It's, it's incredible. Um, and, and I, I start looking at these NHL teams that, that the players like, and, um, I just do zone entries, right? Like good, bad, whatever. And, you know, I, I just watch the way and Boston hasn't played nearly as well, but there's a difference in how they manage the puck versus how Edmonton managed the puck lines one through four. There just is. Um, guys, guys are, you know, getting through the neutral zone, putting pucks into space there. It's almost like Edmonton gets really stubborn in the neutral zone and, and they don't want to make those little chip plays to advance. They want to hold on to the puck. They want to lug it. And, and it's just a lot of turnovers, whether it's between the blues, whether it's a foot or two inside the red line and she puts a lot more stress on them. And then on top of it, they're getting average goaltending again. They really are. And I, and I know they win again last night. But like Stuart Skinner doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies going into the playoffs. Like he just does it. Um, and, and I, I kind of look at it as like the law of averages a little bit. Uh, they started the Edmonton Oilers started the season out bad, right? I mean, it was rough. And then they, they look like the best team in the league for a while. And I think you kind of have to throw those two things out and have to look at who have they been in between, right? They've been a team that's been up. They've been down. They win some high scoring games. They start a little slow. They are able to claw back because they have a guy by the name of McDavid. I mean, look what he did last night, right? I mean, it's just another example of how he can just will his team into a win. But like, I think they need to be really aggressive. I heard the CC chat. I was, I was listening to the show before I came on. Um, I think Ken Holland needs to do more. Like, I think he needs to push his chips in like all in. I, I really do. I don't like, the way that the team is is playing consistently right now, um, I, I don't feel confident in them. You know, going deep into the playoffs, just the, the way that they're playing right now, and and they need to make some personnel changes. They they really do, and I, I I'll be nervous if they kind of stay the course um, and and go into the playoffs looking the way that they've looked. Well, what would you consider all in? Hmm. I think they need to make a major push, um, you know, for Jake Gensel, I think is a name they, they should really, really look into bringing in. I think any quality defenseman that is or isn't available, I think they need to look at. Listen, just because it's the trade deadline doesn't mean you can only get 
guys on expiring deals. It doesn't mean Walker's the only guy and Sealer's the only guy available. That You can trade for a player with term. You can. You know what I mean? You just got to be willing to put the package together. And I, I think they need help on defense. Um, I, I really do. I mean, look, I like the way Bouchard has been playing and not just because he's scoring goals. I really do. I think he's upped his game in every area. Um, I think that the top pair has, has, has been, you know, the, those two guys together. But, you know, just in general, like, I, I really do. I think they need upgrades. I think they need upgrades on their second and third pair. I think they need upgrades on their third and fourth line. Like, they just do. Yeah, they, they probably need to make three additions. I think two forwards and yeah. a D-man are, are a must ahead of the deadline. As you take a look, like, it would be nice to honestly not have one of Gagne or Ryan as your fourth line center and not have Connor Brown in the lineup on a game to game basis. So I, I think they will do. They're not going to stamp Pat. There's no way Ken Holland what could be his last G his last yeah. year as a GM in this league is going to sit there and be like, I should save these bullets. Never know when I'm going to need them again. <laughs> like, no, he he'll make some sort of a splash. Um, one guy who's been unbelievable this year. And I want your thoughts on him. Zach Hyman, 40 goals. He might go down as one of, if not the best free agent signings of the salary cap era. He's already in that conversation. 40 for him. Colby, he might finish the year with like 58 or 59 goals. Yeah, I mean, he 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 knows where to put himself. And I I'm I don't really want to hear this. Well, he plays with McDavid. Um, you know, oh, he scores all of his goals on top of the net. Yeah, no shit. That's where goals are scored <laughs> from. Like, seriously, remember that chart I sent you a couple of weeks ago? Tyler, mm -hmm. the guy goes where goals happen and he stands there fearlessly. Um, but it's not luck. Okay. Like he knows where to put himself, you know, to be in position to score these goal scorer type of goals. And, you know, he's relentless on top of the crease. I I've been on your show before and I've talked about his, his ability to find sort of depth spacing around the net. He's not right on top of the goalie. He moves himself around. He gets himself enough distance between him and the top of the crease. Um, you know, his hand-eye coordination is, is you know, in that area as good as anybody in the NHL. And look, he he's willing to sit there and, and take the cross checks on the lower back and take the hacks and the wax. And um, yeah, I agree. Like, Oh no, where's oh, Colby? No. Well, Colby's gone. Um, we've lost Colby. Or did we? Oh, did we? Da, 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 da. Colby's did we back. Colby? All right. Now you're I'm back. Sorry. I'm, I I had no idea. I was I was ranting and raving. I didn't realize that I was uh, on the frozen train. But you know, I I, I think that Zach Hyman's just proven himself time and time again to be a guy who who's willing to score goals the dirty way. And come playoff time, th those are guys who have a lot of value. They really do. Um, and so I, I love the guy's game. I mean, I text you about him every time the Oilers are playing. Yeah. Um, all right. Last one from me. Oh, I got one. Oh, you got, okay. You go, Liam. You go. So I saw the clip that went out yesterday, Colby, of you talking about how fan bases boost up their players. And I think Matt Barzell was some of you said it wasn't a star. I'm curious when you well, look well, at wait, the, Liam, I'm sorry, just yeah, to super, be fair. superstar. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, he is a very good player. Don't get me wrong. I think he sucks, He's, but continue. Okay. Um, so my question is who on the Oilers do you think people overrate highly from a fan base perspective and who do you think they undervalue how good they actually are? Um, well, look, I, it's, it's a hard, I, I have their, uh, their DFO line chart here on my phone. Um, as you guys are pulling up for me as well. Look, yeah, I, I think, 
the guy who maybe comes to mind a little bit might be Warren Fogle. Um, he he might be a guy that is a little bit overvalued in Edmonton. It doesn't mean he's not a useful player. Um, it doesn't mean he he he's not a, a a decent NHL player, but he might be a guy that you fall in love with a little bit. Um, who who if he went somewhere else and people were unfamiliar with him, he potentially could find his way back onto a fourth line somewhere. Um, or, or potentially a, a guy who you never know, like as his career moves on, maybe, a, you know, a borderline American league player at some point. Um, I, I'm not necessarily, I, it's funny. Edmonton Oilers fans don't come for me on social media as much. So I don't see necessarily their feelings and so, and whatnot on players quite like I do more in these Eastern markets, like whether it's Rangers, Devils, uh, Islanders, Flyers, like those fan bases seem to get more riled up at me lately. Um, and and yeah, I, I just think that that happens in general. And I actually admittedly did the same thing when I was in Chicago, Liam. Like I watched the same guys over and over, practicing every day, playing every day. The team was terrible, terrible. But I'd be like, all right, you know, maybe there's something there with this guy. When the reality is, then I flip on the TV and watch a team like Boston and I'm like, 75% of these players would be playing in their American league lineup. So I, I do think, especially in the American markets, I think in Canada, it's, it's the up the opposite. I think you guys actually sometimes kill your own guys a little bit. Um, and you guys are super hard on your players. Like the NFL probably is in America. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a more, what have you done for me lately situation? I think with, with Canadian hockey fans, cause I think the passion is higher um, I really do. So I think it's kind of goes the other way, probably more with, with your group in Edmonton and some of these other Canadian markets. But I do stand by what I say. And I do not believe Matt Barzell is an elite player in the NHL. He's a good player. He's a very good player. He's talented. He could win a skills competition. But if he's your quote on quote, and he certainly isn't in my eyes, your franchise player, you are not winning a Stanley Cup under mm. any circumstance. Mm. Uh, a great clips question. Do we have a great clips question? Yeah, there was one Colby? about Holloway. Oh yeah, there was one. You've talked about Holloway before. This was going to be one of my takes from the game last night, and it was we saw Nuge, Yanmark, and Kane as a line. Mm-hmm. They were fine, yep. nothing to complain about. But there was three, four shifts where they went Holloway, Kane, and Nuge, and it was like the whole line felt faster. And Holloway's getting in the mix. The shot attempts were 6 nothing in two and a half minutes. I know they started in the offensive zone a couple of times with that. But I think, and maybe, Colby, this is going to be end up being more of a question about like player development, and I wrote about this the other day. A guy like Logan Stankoven in Dallas comes up to the NHL, 15 minutes a night, boom, fits in, is starting to produce right from the jump. The Oilers are sitting there with Holloway playing him seven and a half minutes against the Calgary Flames. Like, I think what they should do in the eight days leading up to the deadline when they play, what, four times? Yeah. Staple him next to Nugent Kane. Figure out what you have in him. Why are yeah. you wasting this guy's time on the fourth line? Are you more in the force the player to earn it in a fourth line role or give the player opportunity and let's and see if he can succeed? 
I would say there's no two situations are the same, Tyler, but I'm with you on the Holloway train. Like you're he's you he's he's useless on the fourth line. There, there's there's absolutely no reason for this player to be playing seven and a half minutes a night in the NHL. And if you think he's outgrown the American League, then you don't think he fits on your NHL roster. And I think this is one of those situations where GM and coach probably see things slightly different. Um, which is common in the NHL. Sometimes a general manager will call up a player and sort of see one thing for him, and a coach will not see that fit or not be willing to use a player to that fit. I 100% agree, though. You know, Dylan Holloway is never going to be a successful fourth-line player in the NHL. You're just asking him to be something that he's never been and he probably never will be. Um, And so I think you want to set your prospects up and your young talent up for success. And I love how Dallas did it. Um, And and look, I I can draw from my own situation, guys, going back to when I got my first NHL call up and, and, um, you know, this, this is fact checkable information. My first night in the league, I played 18 and a half minutes. Um, You know, I played on the first power play unit and I was given every chance to be successful. They kept throwing me out and throwing me out and they put me with John Michael Lyles and I started the game and it was like they wanted to make me successful, right? Obviously, I had to stand up on my own two feet. The next night we played Calgary. We lost that game. I played 20 plus minutes that night, maybe 21 or 22. Same thing. I was out on a five on three power play. So they were putting me in a situation to be successful because they understood who I was and what my skill set was. I don't think it's smart to have Dylan Holloway, what was he, a top five pick, if I remember? Um, something yeah. like that, top eight pick, something. I, I don't remember the number exactly. But you got to give that guy an opportunity to you know, show what his, what his skills are and what's made him successful. And we've yet to see him get an opportunity to consistently do that. And yeah, give him, give him a 10-day audition in the top six. Don't pull him out the first time something goes wrong. Leave them there for 10 days, whatever it may be up to the deadline, eight days and see what you see, see what he can do. I, I, I totally agree with you and disagree with the approach of the Edmonton Oilers on the way that they have uh, used Dylan Holloway. Love it. Uh, that is our great clips inbox question for Colby with more than 4,400 hair salons throughout the United States and Canada. Great clips is the world's largest hair salon brand and the official hair salon of the NHL locally owned and operated open seven days a week. And if you need to save time, cause time's valuable, Liam, Extremely young. you can use the great clips, check-in app, great clips. It's going to be great. Colby, let us see the hair before you go for great clips. Good man. Look at That's that. A That's a nice head of hair. Colby, thanks for doing this. It's not as pretty and curly as Liam's, but you know, I try. <laughs> All right, there you go. Colby going on the Star Mechanic Guest Line. See you, Colby. See you, Colby. See you guys. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. It's 12.45, Liam. The people need their announcement. You said you're making an announcement. My mic fell down. Oh, Jesus. Make the <laughs> My the announcement, announcement at 12.45. I am no longer last in my golf league. I got the score. I am heading into the final round on Saturday. Not in the pancake spot. I needed to shoot a 106 or less. Shot a 103. Out of But it would have been better. Those damn machines really screw you with their out of bounds stuff. Like you see some of them, and it's like, I would let my friends play that shot. You know what I mean? I had one that went out of bounds and he literally like skipped across the fairway five times. It was like went into a bush. So I would play that one. So there you go. I'm now out of it. I'm like third last now. So now you're going into the booze round on Friday. The booze round on Saturday. Saturday. So it's going to be big. I'm going to. I have to put in a full effort here, both on and off the course. Yeah. Both your arms and your liver will need to put in some work. Yeah. And I'm still thinking about my approach, but I am. We can uh, maybe discuss tomorrow. Strategy yeah, tomorrow. Because so, Jay, oh, oh, Jay's not it's on tomorrow. Game day. Uh, no, it's Saturday's a game day. Yeah. Friends for Ben. But yes. Big third time. last. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Third last. Hey, I've come, I've come a long way. I was easily the worst. I couldn't chip. But now I chipped. I even got a I even got a birdie on my last round. A straight up par three off the tee. Right into, you Stuck know, they it. give you the little gimme zone. You know, yeah, yeah. Right into the gimme zone. Right into the gimme zone. It's unreal. Remember your clutch par three shot at the Oilers Nation Open when we burned one of your mulligans on the oh, par three? Yeah. And you we were all like bunker rough it was yeah. terrible and you're like i'm using a mulligan and you stuck it within five yeah. feet and made that birdie putt and then i just had the the hole before i had to like 40 foot putt yeah that was crazy that was a huge moment that was our douglas mattress moment of the game it was was that, that was, i can't wait for the organization open again that was so much Do you fun. think ryan's gonna pay for us to go you think he'll bid on us again i hope he bids on i hope us. so too Ryan. speaking of bidding you can head to nationgear.ca right now to get in on our robin brownlee memorial auction yes. obviously going to a great cause to support robin's family you can head now it is the jasper weekend experience that's up on the site it is currently only at 500 so it's an absolute bargain you're getting a two-night stay at the fairmont jasper park lodge and a pair of two-day lift passes to marmot basin so you someone else you're going to go spend two nights in jasper at the jpl and you're going to get to ski for two nights as well bidding open nationgear.ca the next one which is next week is a chance to go on a date night with me and jay you and a friend Ooh. will sit i believe in a loge table with us at at, the, at a game and we're going to take you out for a bite to eat and some drinks before we'll buy your drinks at the game as well so head to nationgear.ca check out our auction big shout out to our friends at tourism jasper for donating first weeks or this first week's uh auction item it's exciting we only have like 10 minutes left in the show 
Well, we can go longer. No one's stopping us. No, Actually, we have a we meeting. Can't. We have a meeting. Yeah. Uh, Sherwood Ford giant question of the show for our friends at SherwoodFord.ca. Check out their extensive inventory of new and used vehicles with Chris Tanev off the market. Who are the options on the blue line for the Oilers, Liam? Boy, oh boy. Slim pickings. Uh, I guess Sean Walker, Carrier is an option. Joel Edmondson, if they want to go a little bit deeper down the lineup, someone they can add in without having to expend make anybody expendable, right? So, I don't know. The options aren't great, but it depends what they want to do. People keep saying Rasmus Anderson. I don't see the Flames moving them at the I deadline. Don't see that happening either. It feels so, like a draft thing if they decide to do it. BM, now that uh, now that Tanev's off the market, who do you uh, who do you want to see the Oilers get? You're going to have to pot up Mike Four on, uh, on the roadcaster for that. It's a good question. Thank you. I like an impromptu BM check. Right <laughs> it's one of those ones where like watching the game last night, they need to upgrade the defense. Mm-hmm. Like nurse CC ain't it. Not it. It's terrible. Jonathan Willis tweeted out the other day that pairing got outscored five to one against Vegas, six to one against Colorado the year before. So we can't go into the playoffs with that same grouping again. No. It's just, we can't. Um, do you sleep in the same position every night or do you mix it up? Uh, I mix it up for sure. Yeah. See, yeah. That's a, that's a mix it up kind of guy. All yeah. right. Cool. Thanks, BM. Thanks for your input on the Sherwood Ford giant question. You know what? I'm here to help. Alex Carrier. <laughs> Alex Carrier is becoming my boy. Yeah. Tell, why though? Just because, but is it one of those things? Cause he's a righty and kind of a slight upgrade, but is he enough of an upgrade to trade assets to go get him? My dream scenario is you can find someone to give you a fourth for CC and then you can use the second and the third and get both Carrier and Novak. And you kill two birds with one stone and the money works and it's all even. You've upgraded the bottom six. Sure, it's a marginal upgrade on Carrier, but you've saved enough money in that process to go do something else after as well with your first round pick in the forward group. I'm in. All right. We did it. We solved it. Damn it, I'm in. Uh, We're also going to have a new episode of Real Life later where we're going to be workshopping the idea of nation con nation vacations we go everywhere else nation con and i mean this is a little we've kicked around the idea in the past but after seeing brandon and jack and dukes come in and experience edmonton the way they did we're like damn we can make this a bigger event we can take oilers fans and there's people who watch the show from all over the place but imagine a weekend where you fly in say on a wednesday or thursday or whenever we maybe have a hotel that gives you a discount. We got your tickets covered for you as a part of NationCon. And we have people flying from everywhere. We do events. We do live ON every days. We go to bars together. We plan out like an itinerary of like, I mean, someone said don't air crawl. Yeah, like every night exactly. we do like a, hey, here is our partnered caterer event. They'll be in the hotel, yeah. uh, in the lobby of your hotel. Like tonight you're trying don't airs. Boom. Tonight you're trying noodle noodle. Boom. It's just... This idea, Jay literally came in right before the show and told us about it. And he was also just like wandering around the office. Usually he's the busiest guy in the world. (laughs) And he was just like popping in being like, guys, idea, walk out, come back in. Guys, another idea. It was funny. There's just so many people that come in on nation vacations from all over. Like even Mm -hmm. if it's just Calgary with like Christopher Palmer, you've got uh, Captain Felton in Vancouver. Yeah. Bunch of friends in New Hampshire now, Utah, like everywhere. A bunch of friends in Arizona now, of course, too. Like, it would be pretty. It was pretty cool. Uh, so <laughs> it can be. I think it be a can, can be a fantastic thing, and also for people who can't usually come on nation vacations, 
who are from Edmonton too have an opportunity yeah. to probably be a part of it as well. So I think this is can be a fantastic idea and lobster off an interesting idea. We'll put Not that, reading that. We'll, I didn't even really want to read his name, but we'll put that one on the. Uh, oh, that's funny. On the brainstorming session. Yeah, we'll let uh, let you know what corporate says to that idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what a show! This a was show. a this was a real doozy. I think we had a great time. Let's today. wrap up the show with the menu for DoorDash. Twenty five percent off zero delivery fees on your first order of fifteen dollars or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code up at the top of your screen. Nation twenty five. Do you know what we could do? Which would actually be an unreal part of NationCon. We could, <laughs> we could have an event on the pirate ship at West Edmonton Mall. We that could. would be. We could. As someone who has done that before, you can drink on it. So that's pretty sweet. I wonder I if there's a beer. way we could watch an Oilers game on the pirate ship at West Ed. That would be unreal. I want everyone to really focus on how much joy <laughs> Liam is getting out of this idea. All right. Uh, uh, it would just be great. It would be. Here we go. I'm going to fold that one in that brainstorming session too. All right. You do that. Uh, new episode of Real Life. We're going to workshop it today on uh, this whole idea of NationCon. That's going to be a big chunk of Real Life. So you're not going to want to miss that. Also, we had Dukes and Brandon, uh, two of our out-of-town guests on the last episode of Real Life. And it was really, really good. So go give that a listen. New episode of The Notebook drops today as well. I think a virtual edition because everyone at the office is oh, somehow yeah. sick. No one's here. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, look for that on the YouTube. Also, Frank Saravalli emptied his insider notebook today on Daily Face Off Live. Really? Go to the Daily Face Off YouTube. I think it's about a 10-minute segment where Frank just rattles through everything. Frank Vetrano is available now. Really? Anything else juicy? Mantha. Yeah, we knew that one. Too. Walker apparently wants $5 million on his next deal. Uh, I was going to make a joke. Walker, to- you ain't getting it. Yeah, um, I was going to make a joke to Frank because he was like, Sean Walker could be getting $5 million on his next deal. And I was going to say... Frank, let's flash forward to February uh, 29th, whenever the next leap year would be, 2028, when we're discussing a Sean Walker buyout. Wow, five million for a guy who has 22 points. That is, you're not getting it. He is Nazim Kadri this year, where he has to wait forever to get one. And then I think Kadri got paid whatever he did, yeah. right? But like, no one's paying him that much yeah. money. All right, uh, there you go. That is the menu for our friends at DoorDash. I'm DoorDash and tonight. Yeah. I part of the, you know how they always just hit you with like randomly like hey enjoy a discount tonight yeah Boop, lob it over to you Boop. um they hit me with one of those forty percent off tonight well, that's good so that's Amber good. and I were trying to do like a, we're gonna eat in the house more we're gonna cook our meals more that's and good. then you get forty percent off from DoorDash and you're like it would actually be stupid for us not to use this yeah it would be I'm gonna have a rink burger tonight Ooh, where are you because, going uh, well Show Park Arena the uh, the playoffs for the U18 died yesterday. So good luck to all the U18 players in the AEHL. The right. uh, rest of them kind of get going over the next week or so here. So good luck to all those players. Mm-hmm. Especially the, the guys who are going to age out. Hopefully it goes well. Oh, she cracked my back. Was, <laughs> you thought my that knee was, was bad. That was loud. Oh, oh buddy, that's so bad. Yikes. All right, that's a wrap on today's edition of the show. Big shout out to everyone in the YouTube, Charm Diamond YouTube's chat. Uh, we'll get into things more with you guys tomorrow because it's not a game day, back-to-back days without a game. So Charm Diamond YouTube chat, get ready. We're coming to you on Friday. Maybe we'll do mock trades. We'll say yes or no to mock trades tomorrow from the chat. We'll try to get like 10 of them since it's a sure. week until the deadline. Get ready. Get ready. Uh Charm Diamond Center YouTube chat. Um, anyways, shout out to Sports Closet. This show live every day at noon mountain time. So guess what? That means we're going to be back tomorrow as well. We'll chat with you then. Have a good Thursday. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.